0: 4 three. Showtime. Welcome to the Empower You radio show. I just want to help where we empower you through education. You will believe in yourself. Eric Gan exposes you to the evidence-based truth with balanced clinical practice behind all things leadership, mindset, health, nutrition, and the healthcare profession of athletic training. Today is about the Power of You. Here's your host, Eric Gan. Hello everyone and welcome back. To the Empower You radio show. Today will be part one of a two part series where I will outline and discuss the top seven ways to help reset your hormones. Today, I will discuss estrogen, insulin, leptin, and cortisol. A few weeks back, I had Dr. Eric Fate on the show discussing hormones and the top hormones that tend to be disrupted in both males and females. Dr. Eric did a great job explaining those hormones and breaking them down for us. Throughout that episode, Dr. Eric and I both continued to discuss diet and lifestyle to help with possible challenges you or someone you know might be having with their hormones and also their metabolism. Today, I'm going to break it down. A little more for you and get you some of the basics nutritionally to handle your hormones from a nutritional outline. This outline comes from my wife's 45 day hormone reset. My wife, Artemis Gontalides, put together a really great online training program that guides you through a 45 day hormone reset. After today's show, if you think this outline might be helpful to you and want a very nice guided program to help you reset your hormones, then I'll give you some guidance on where to find her 45 day hormone reset. Although I will say the 45 day hormone reset goes into so much more detail than we will today and in part two of this podcast. In the 45 day hormone reset, you have videos, emails, worksheets, and powerpoint presentations to help guide you through a full 45-day hormone reset. It has helped countless people, mainly women, but men could definitely benefit from it also, to reset their hormones and have a healthier and more productive life. Okay, so let's get to it. On to the basics. So when you're looking to work to reset your hormones, it's best to follow the guidelines I give here in this podcast. And again, these are basic guidelines. For more complete details, I'll have the link in the show notes to the full 45 day hormone reset. First off, we want to address estrogen in days one to three. Do you find you're having some of the problems I'm about to list? They include difficulty with weight loss, either rapid weight gain, particularly in the hips or the butt, bloating or fluid retention, consumption of conventional meat, do you eat at least one meal away from home per week, treatments with oral hormones, birth control pills or hormone replacement medication, even bioidentical hormones or antibiotics, autoimmune conditions in which your immune system attacks your own tissues such as Hashimoto's disease large or increased bra cup size or breast tenderness abnormal pap smears mood swings PMS depression or just irritability weepiness sometimes over the most ridiculous things mini breakdowns or anxiety frequent migraines or other headaches a red flush or frequent blushing on your face or a diagnosis of rosacea, triggered by heat, skin products, red wine, spicy foods, or dairy, and lastly, any gallbladder problems. If you said yes to five or more of these symptoms, then you might be having problems or challenges with your estrogen. Here's what you do. In the days 1 to 3, cut out red meat. And I'm talking about large industrial processed red meat, which is loaded with steroid hormones, persistent organic pollutants, poor nutrient density, meaning industrial grain-fed meat is lower in vitamins A, B, C, and E, and it's also not as beneficial of omega-3s. Plus, it's higher in omega 6 fatty acids compared with meat from pastured or wild animals. Also, genetically modified grains are what are fed to the cattle. So, we almost always want to avoid a GMO fed product or ingesting any type of GMO. So, here's what you want to try to do in days one through three when you avoid. Red meat, industrial red meat. And I would suggest, even if you see that you are eating grass fed, organic red meat, if you're really trying to follow this estrogen reset, then I would just cut it out for three days and see what happens, see your symptoms. So, in the three days you want to forego meat and alcohol, you can replace the meat with seafood. Also, chicken, organic, pastured chicken. You can also look at um, some beans, like lentils, nuts, nut bars. Anywhere you can get some more protein. And I would suggest in terms of fish, you want to look at cod and salmon. And mahi-mahi is very good as well. The next thing, increase your fiber intake by 5 grams per day. That helps with excreting the estrogen out of your body. What happens is, is the excess estrogen then goes plain and simple into your poop and you poop it out. So increase your fiber is always great. Eat good fats is always great. So making sure that you're eating really clean, good fats. Another thing that we tend to suggest a lot when you go through this 45-day hormone reset is to really try to achieve eating one pound of vegetables per day. I know it can sound a little daunting, but you know, divide it up into three or four meals and it really doesn't work out to be all that much, especially if you're gonna have some spinach and just cook it down, or any other type of green vegetable when you steam it, like kale or collard greens. When you steam it, it cooks down. So have a goal and go for one pound a day Of vegetables. You can also put it into soups, so a vegetable soup, and cook it down, and that gets your vegetables as well. So aim for one pound of vegetables. Next up, we'll look to insulin. Insulin is super important. And in days three to six, you'll look to cut out and address all sugar. Try, and I mean it, really try to have and cut out all sugar for days three to six. If you're having some of these symptoms, constantly craving sweet foods, or do sweet foods calm you down? Have you tried to stop eating sweets but found you can't? It's difficult to stop eating carbohydrate-rich foods such as chocolate, ice cream, or french fries. Have you been told your blood sugar is higher than normal? Or do you know that it's greater than 85 mg backslash dl, that's milligram milligrams per deciliter. When you go without eating for more than three hours, do you feel shaky, anxious, or irritable? For women, is your waist measurement 35 inches or greater at the belly button? For men, greater than 40 inches? We've talked about the waist-to-height ratio in a previous episode. Go check it out. These are just some of the basic symptoms that might indicate that we really need to work on resetting your insulin. So like I said, this reset is pretty plain and simple. You just cut out sugar, read the label, look, and make sure all sugar. So coconut sugar, palm sugar, all sugar. And here's another thing. On this reset, no artificial sweeteners are to be used. So you're cutting out everything in this reset, okay? No artificial sugars, no real sugars. We're really resetting the palate as well as the insulin, as your taste for sugar. Okay, up next, leptin. Next, we will cut out leptin. You'll say, what is leptin? So days seven through nine, we'll look to cut out fruit, okay? Going fruitless will help to reset your leptin levels. Now, I'm not saying you're going to go fruitless forever, because fruit is good for us. It's a good food. But we're just going to cut it out for these certain number of days, and throughout the full 45-day hormone reset that guides you through, to reset the leptin levels. And now, let's discuss leptin. Leptin is a hormone that controls your hunger and satiate signals. So satiate is what tells you you're full. So it regulates appetite. So when we look to fruit, what we're really addressing is fructose. And fructose is used a ton in processed fruit. So fructose is the sugar that is naturally found in fruit and is also added to processed foods for taste and preservation in the form of high fructose corn syrup. Because it is found in so many processed foods, including breads, baked goods, ice creams, etc. Fructose consumption is at an all-time high in the American diet, and it's linked to problems with insulin and the hormone leptin. Also, we can talk about this thing called freaky fruit. According to the US Department of Agriculture, at present day, we eat 30 pounds more fruit annually than compared to the 1950s. Plus, just as conventionally raised meat is pumped full of hormones, much of the fruit available to us now has been bred by corporate farming to contain increased amounts of fructose. When you overeat fructose, your leptin levels rise excessively. And can cause high blood sugar, insulin resistance, and leptin resistance, which can lead to overweight, to, ov- to weight gain, and overeating. Since leptin is the hormone that governs our hunger and satiate signals, when we have leptin resistance, we are always hungry because leptin is not functioning, is not functioning properly to tell us when to stop eating. Plus, this contributes to cravings that seem to never be satisfied, particularly sugar cravings. When you're healthy and an ideal body weight with a healthy fat to lean body ratio and have normal leptin levels, leptin acts as it should and signals your brain to stop eating when you are full. When your hunger signals are functioning properly, when you eat. Leptin is produced in your fat cells and then also released from your fat cells and then travels in the blood to your brain where it tells your hypothalamus that you're full and to stop eating. When you are overweight and have a high fat to lean body mass ratio, your fat cells produce excess leptin, which results in high leptin. As a result, leptin does not function properly and your receptors for leptin. Cannot keep up with the feedback loop to restore homeostasis. Your brain gets bombarded with the excess leptin, can't keep up with the signals being sent from the excess fat cells, and therefore shuts down from being overwhelmed. So you can see why we target fruit for three days to help to reset your hormones or your leptin hormones, okay? So, we've addressed estrogen in the first few days. Then we've addressed insulin for your blood sugar. And now we're going a little bit deeper in this third reset with leptin and taking out fruit and resetting your leptin levels. And when you accumulate these on top of each other, it creates a really nice effect for a properly functioning hormone and also a properly functioning metabolism. So here are some of the symptoms that might indicate that leptin is needing to be reset. If you have a strong, sometimes insatiable appetite, binge eating sometimes after 5 p.m., eating after 7 p.m. or within three hours of going to bed, a tendency to skip breakfast or wait an hour or longer after rising in the morning to eat a love of drinking fruit juices or sodas more than one serving per day excess weight or be obesity again that body mass index and more so looking at the waist to height ratio increase fat in the skin covering your tricep muscles there's also fatigue after exercise and difficulty recovering completely Joint problems, painful joints, joint destruction, bursitis, arthritis. So here's a few things related to joint pain. And also you can look at your thyroid. So high T3 or high triglycerides. Or you know them to be greater than 100 mg DL. So if you said five or more of these are kind of challenging you, then again, we may need to look, or you may need to look at your leptin levels and resetting your leptin. Again, like I said, it's best to start out from day one and then work through each one, and they have a cumulative effect. Okay, last for today, we look at cortisol. We call this the caffeine-free period for days. 10 to 12. So if you're having challenges with your cortisol and with this caffeine reset, let's talk about some of the symptoms. Are you one of the 35 million American women who have difficulty sleeping? Do you drink coffee or caffeinated beverages most days of the week? Do you struggle with anxiety or irritability? Do you drink three or more servings of alcohol per week? Do you overeat when stressed? Have you been told you have high or low blood sugar? Or is your fasting blood sugar glucose greater than 85 mg DL? Does the idea of quitting coffee seem outrageous and leave you looking for ways to avoid giving it up? Do you suffer from burnout, physical or emotional exhaustion? from chronic stress. If you said yes to 5 or more of these, then we need to really look at the caffeine reset. Caffeine and coffee is great in moderation, just like everything else we've talked about in my podcast and in this show. Again, when you go through the 45-day hormone reset, we eliminate all these things on top of each other. And you finish the elimination period, and then you go into a reintroduction period to see if you even want to have some of these things in your nutrition again. Now, when we talk about coffee and caffeine, I'm not going to tell you that I'm not guilty of some of the issues related to the caffeine reset, because I've been through those battles myself. Let's talk about some of my history specifically with coffee i did not drink any coffee until i was probably age 26 or 27 at that time i was a senior athletic trainer at Ole miss and i started to drink coffee specifically when i worked with football we had a regular routine of coming in before 6 30 in the morning every day, and the guys would come in and we would have rehabilitation, and then they would go to class, and then we would be on to our normal duties for the rest of the morning. It might be more rehabilitation, guys might come in, or that could be just administrative tasks. Now, what I'm getting to is that in our break room, in the athletic training room, we had our own like cafeteria style coffee pot. And we loved it. Now, we had a head athletic trainer. I was a senior athletic trainer. And then we had the first assistant. And no lie, the three of us would finish that pot of coffee within an hour or two of coming in the door. We would crush it. And then we would make more and drink more coffee throughout the whole morning. Coffee is something that we just ran on. And then there would be the afternoon pickup before practice where we might have a couple more cups of coffee to get us going to get outside and be outside at practice and then have post-practice treatments. And the day would usually end potentially around 5.30, 6 o'clock. No, not even. Uh, That might be an off-season day, but in-season we definitely didn't leave the athletic training room until probably about 7.00. 7.30 7.30 or even 8 o'clock at night on a good night. And that's just how it was. And you get up and you go after it and you get after it the next day. Now, fast forward to owning a business. I was able to kick that habit when I got off, when I got away from working football at Ole Miss and kind of changed my habits and my lifestyle a little bit. We fast forward back to owning a business. And I'm back up and waking up at four o'clock in the morning and having training sessions potentially at you know five or six in the morning. And again, I get back into drinking plenty of coffee. It continued up until this most recent year, when my wife and I decided that owning, you know, running our business and cutting back, And basically, both of us had adrenal burnout. We had cortisol issues, we had the Dutch chest done, and we really needed to make modifications to our lifestyle. And one thing we did was cut back on coffee. So now, I probably have one to one and a half cups in the morning, along with my wife. And that's all we have. Before, when I was working with Cirque du Soleil, I would have probably one to one and a half in the morning, and then I would, have, I would make some more to bring with me as I got to work to drink, and then I may even have some more around six or seven o'clock at night before a show started down in the cafeteria. So cutting back to one to one and a half cups a day was extremely critical with the caffeine reset. So it works. It works really well. My adrenals have recovered along with some other things that I've done for my cortisol. But the main thing is cutting out caffeine. It helps your sleep cycle. It's really challenging in the beginning just like anything but if you really work for it and you do it then it will work out for you and you'll reap the benefits of having stable cortisol or the proper peak of cortisol in the mid morning, and then a the slow, dramatic decrease throughout the day. And then the cortisol will be nice and low as you begin to go to bed and get into your nighttime routine to get your seven to eight hours of solid sleep. Well, everyone, that wraps up the time we have for today's episode. I really hope this episode has helped you to understand the importance of hormones and we have empowered you through education. Be sure to check out the link in the show notes to find out more on the 45-Day Hormone Reset. Click the link and just read about it. It's a really, really great landing page to give you some really great information about the 45-Day Hormone Reset. And also, make sure to tune in, tune in next week where we will continue this two-part series on resetting your hormones. You've been listening to the Empower You radio show with Eric Gann, where we empower you through education. Please, please, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. You can find us at empoweryouonlinecoaching.com and also follow us on Facebook at empoweryou online coaching. Finally, go follow the Radio Show Instagram account at empoweryou underscore show for all the latest updates on fresh new episodes.